just can't tell you how humbled and excited I am for this unbelievable opportunity. I can tell you that two weeks ago, I never thought that uh, I'd be doing this. And, uh, you know, things change sometimes. And uh, fortunately, I have a wonderful family that uh, have, uh, have supported me uh, incredibly. I'm also very fortunate and thankful to Jed York and to everybody else with the 49ers that, uh, that uh, found it fit and had enough confidence in me. It's time to talk 49ers football on Gold Faithful with Brian Peacock and Nick Winkler. All right, all right. What's happening, everybody? Thanks for joining us once again on Gold Faithful. We have a great show lined up for you. Very excited to have Steve Berman, Bay Area sports guy, joining myself and Mr. Nick Winkler. Uh, You can always follow us on Twitter. You can follow Nick at Bay Area Wink. You can find me at BD Peacock iTunes, subscribe, review the show, email goldfaithful49 at gmail.com. Exciting times in Ninerland. We have a new general manager, an unexpected yes. one in John Lynch. We just heard from him at the top. Uh, how you feeling about this hire? Well, you know, despite the fact that he has absolutely no job or no business getting this job Zero. Uh, and no experience whatsoever. I actually like it. I mean, I feel like it's it's the kind of hire that the 49ers and, and Jed York, most of all, need right now. You know, they need to put a face on this franchise. They need somebody that can, you know, just just sort of right the ship, if you will. He, he's already brought in uh, a vice player of player personnel or vice president of player personnel. And he's probably just going to keep bringing in guys. You know, Gamble's still around. There's a lot of guys that are going to be making the, the actual shots. Yeah. John Lynch is going to have final say when it comes to draft and when it comes to to the 90-man roster. But he's going to have a lot of guys under him that know what they're talking about. They know the business side of it. Whereas John Lynch, he's a football guy. And that's who you want running your franchise, right? Yeah, it's funny because when the when the news broke, it was just like, oh, my God, what are you doing, Jed York? <laughs> it's like, cool, dude, you just hired a guy that's completely unqualified to do this job. And then kind of sleep on it, and you, and you kind of see how this is going. And and they did hire Adam Peters as VP of Player Personnel, the former college scouting director in Denver. And uh, from all reports, he's a very solid hire. So what it looks like now is actually, and I don't know if, if uh, Jed York is a secret genius or a, a, an accidental genius, or if um, he he said he wasn't going to pull himself out and hire like a, a team president, but that's exactly what he did. John yeah. Lynch isn't necessarily a GM. What they did is they got two for one here. They got John Lynch and Adam Peters instead of just getting a conventional GM. And when you start to look at it that way and you have John Lynch as possibly an extra buffer between the football side and Jed York, now you're talking, right? That's that's what has me excited about it. And at first I thought, this is terrible. This is just this makes no sense. You can't hire someone who has no qualifications for this job, pass over all these guys that have spent so much time drafting and developing skills as personnel men, Uh, but he's still going to hire those guys underneath him. So now you just have a figurehead at the top. And one thing that I think is big time, and probably it's big time for Jed York in all this, is John Lynch is someone who can be available at the podium, whereas York and Trent Baalke in the past have not been. No, and I think you hit the the nail right on the head there when you called him a, a figurehead. You know, he... Yeah, he, he's not going to know everything. And he even he was the first to admit it. You know, hey, I, I know what I don't know. And that that was brilliant because he knows that he's over. He's underqualified for this job that, you know, this job is extremely reaching for him. But I mean, you're talking about a guy who played under Bill Walsh at Stanford, 
who, you know, was a Pro Bowl safety, who will probably go into the Hall of Fame, played in the Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl. I mean, this guy's been around football. He, he's that's his that's his life. That's all he's ever done. And maybe, you know, maybe York's sort of rewriting what a general manager position is. You know, maybe it's more along the lines of just okay, he's he's in charge of, of football operations, basically. You said it. He, he's a president. I mean, they they kind of went the same route as the Broncos, you know, bring in John Elway to be president. And, and whereas they already have a president on the 49ers, so now it's like, well, what's the next best position we can give this guy? Oh, GM, cool, let's do it. We'll bring in a bunch of really smart people underneath him, and this thing's gonna work. It is. I believe it. Right. Uh you brought it up and I actually have the clip of of John Lynch speaking about knowing what he doesn't know although we haven't done it you know one thing i told jed all you know over and over i know what i don't know and i'm not going to profess i can't tell you that i've had uh you know 20 years in in front offices working my way up but what i do know i know football i'll put my football acumen up uh with with most in this league uh i know people and i know how to lead uh, some some confidence there as well from Mr. John Lynch. I know how to lead. I love that line. That is the line of that that phone call right there, that whole phone conference that they had. I know how to lead because that's exactly what the 49ers said. You, you mentioned it. He's the guy that's going to get out there. He's going to take the heat. He's going to stand at the podium. He's going to answer the questions. He's going to talk to reporters. He's going to tell people what's going on. And, and that's what the 49ers need right now. They, they're, they've had a disgusting last two years. It's, it's been a disgrace for this you know, very proud franchise. One of the top franchises in, in football history. And, and they, they've gone down the drain and John Lynch just seems like the kind of guy that can write the ship. Yeah. Let's hear some more from the man because uh, he had some interesting things to say about the unconventional hire and, uh, and why it might work with him because he knows what he doesn't know and uh, and 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 how he's going to attack this job as general manager of the 49ers. It wasn't really conventional when I was playing up at Stanford. I went as a quarterback and you know, I was off playing minor league baseball and Bill Walsh called me up as he had taken the job and I moved over to safety and begged me to come back for my senior year because he thought I could become a pro bowl safety. Um, I thought coach Walsh was crazy at the time, but he convinced me to do it. That wasn't conventional. It wasn't conventional when early in my career, you know, I struggled to get on the on the field, and here I am uh, this weekend, um, you know, as a as a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame and knocking on that door, you know. So there's a lot of things in my life um, that haven't been conventional. Um, I would say, you know, a long answer, but I would say, hey, I understand that, and I'm I'm fully aware that myself, the team I put around me. Um, we're going to have to earn the, earn the respect. And the only way you do that is through your actions. And, uh, um, I, and that for us, that's, that's showing it on the field. And yeah, he's, he's saying all the right things at least. And, and, and the one major thing about this hire is there's no, you can't research what he's done as a personnel man and say, Hey, I like it because <laughs> he's done this and that. You just have, you just have to have to hope we have no clue. And will it work? Right. I don't know. He Everyone has great things to say about the guy. Uh, friend of the show, Joe Bomarito, former scout from the Jets, was on Twitter. And uh, he said, happy for John Lynch. Not just a great player, great person. For those who know John, he's a great hire for San Francisco. So, I mean, everyone loves him and everyone says it's a great hire. But you just you have no idea how this is going to turn out. Right. And, and, you know, the Kyle Shanahan thing, it's almost, you know, all but a done deal. I mean, obviously they can't. 
do anything until after the Super Bowl. So you got a, a brand new head coach. You're going to have a brand new GM who's never done anything like that before in his life. But you have exactly what Jed York wanted, right? I mean, York said he wanted a, a coach and a GM that would could work together. And these guys, they sound like friends. They sound like buddies. It sounds like, you know, you, you have this job as a head coach and you're like, hey, Nick, hey, what are you doing? I know you haven't interviewed for this job. You have zero business getting it, but we get along. You want to come help me out? You want to come uh, pick my roster for me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's do this. Yeah, it's tough because it sounds like they respect each other. But then what happens in the draft room when all of a sudden two hard-headed guys have completely different views on on uh, on who should be drafted and all these kinds of things? I mean, it sounds great now, but it, you have no clue how someone who's never worked together before will be able to work together. Right. It, it, you also can look at it. On the flip side of that, you can look at it as like, okay, you've got this great offensive mind in Kyle Shanahan who's going to come in with one perspective on how he wants to do the draft. And you got John Lynch who's, you know, probably going to be a Hall of Fame defensive player, you know. And so you've got these two guys. And John Lynch has been breaking down football for a very long time as, you know, the number two analyst there on Fox. So so he knows both offense and defense. So there's no doubt about it that, that John Lynch knows football. He knows both sides. He knows who he knows what a football player is made up of. And yeah, he doesn't have the experience of going out there, but that's what scouts are for. You know, that that's what the guys underneath you, that's what Adam Peters is for. You know, that's what gambles for. That's what these guys are going to do in the war room. And, and if Shanahan is supposedly th- this great offensive mind, which, you know, yeah, he appears to be in, in Atlanta, although that might be a lot of smoke and mirrors when you got, Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, and, you know, the best running back combo in the league. But <laughs> all things being equal, and, you know, let's not forget how great their defense is as well. You know how how much a great defense can do for a great offense. But I, I really no think that these two guys just sort of balance each other out perfectly, which is absolutely – is nothing. the Niners haven't had anything like that in a very long time, if, if ever. I mean, the, such contrasting guys. And if they get along and, and they can actually – draft the, the guys that they want, then, then things are going to go well. But yeah, you're right. If these guys are button heads in the war room, then, oh man, we're in for another very long season. <laughs> and, you know, they're, they're seeing the right things right now. And it's all sunshine yeah. and roses at this point. And, and two smart guys, two uh, young guys that, that hopefully can work out. And I love, I mean, we talked about it before on the show. Shanahan was my choice for head coach. I love what he's done as an offensive coordinator. Um, but when it comes to John Lynch, let's hear about what kind of a football player he's looking for. You know, I can tell you, I don't want to make too many promises. The one promise I can make, I think, uh, of any team I'm going to be associated with, you're going to have competitive players that want to compete, that live and breathe football, uh, that are going to play hard. If they don't play hard, we're going to find players that will play hard. Um, they're going to do things right. We're not, we're not going to be perfect both on and off the field, but we're going to strive to be that. And uh going to be tough and physical and uh you know, I'm getting excited talking about it right now, but that's the kind of culture we're going to try to bring. And I would have, I would have expected nothing different from John Lynch when, when he talked about what kind of football players he wants. He basically explained himself. Yeah, we're going to get a bunch of John Lynches on this team, <laughs> and we're going to go out and we're going to compete. I'll take it. I mean, I love that. I love everything I heard, and it, especially how I feel now about is so different from how I felt when I first heard about it, and. Um, Look, we got a two-for-one. We got John Lynch and we got Adam Peters. And when it comes to Adam Peters, I mean, people are just even just as much or more glowing about this guy. Uh, A young guy, I mean, he's been around for a while, but he's not old by any means. And he certainly deserves the job. Um, Vincent Frank on Twitter 
uh, who is a, a writer around, does some draft stuff. Uh, he talked to a Broncos front office guy who told him, good luck to the 49ers keeping Adam Peters for more than two years. He's a savant. He'll be a GM soon. So that's that's how he's looked at by by someone who's his peer who has actually worked with him in a front office. So that's, I mean, that's good news. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I mean, it sounds like that was the perfect hire for John Lynch comes in. I know what I don't know. This guy knows it. It's oh man, it's so hard to. It, I I just want to see, I want to see it happen. I, I'm so excited for it. You know, we got Kyle Shanahan who can't be official for another week, but it's going to be Shanny and it's going to be John Lynch, and it looks like Adam Peters is actually going to be the guy who heads up the draft. And it's it's a draft and develop league, so that's what I was really worried about was who's going to be the guy in charge of the draft. Sounds like it's going to be more Adam Peters than John Lynch, uh, which which I'm fine with. I'm I, I like I like it. I'm I'm in. I'm on board. Good. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's funny because I, I don't watch SportsCenter anymore. And, and for some reason, I, I just happen to have it on right when it was uh, announced that uh, that he was the head coach. And I thought to myself, like, wait, 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 John Lynch. That's funny. He has the same name as the safety. <laughs> like, I, oh, exactly. wait, oh, dang, look at that. It is the same guy. Exactly. I went diving uh, into my computer. Fantastic. I'm like, okay. I, and I, I got on Twitter and I, I saw what everybody's <laughs> I saw what, something you said, too. It was pretty funny. It was like uh, his his uh, Wikipedia page or something is, is lackey is not not showing any of his prior work experience or <laughs> something weird yeah. something along those lines that made me laugh. But yeah, I, I mean, this guy is a football guy and, and the 49ers need that. And, I'll, and that's to me, that's the number one thing. That's the biggest thing uh, here when we're talking about this hire is this guy knows football. He loves football. He wants guys that are just like him. And that's what the 49ers need. I almost feel like Jed York pulled a fast one because he said he wasn't going to step back and he wasn't going to hire a team president. And he was looking for a GM and he went and kind of did that. And, you know, he he hired John Lynch as the GM. That's his title. But what he really did was hire a team president who then went out and hired a personnel chief in Adam Peters, uh, which I like. That's what I think that's what everyone wanted originally. And it sounded like it wasn't going to go that way. But when I first, man, like you, I, I, I jumped on the computer and I'm like, okay, who's this John Lynch guy? I Why have I not heard of this guy yet? And I'm like, it's obviously not the safety. There's somebody, you know, that I didn't hear about as a, as a candidate who's in somebody's front office somewhere. And then, and I was just, my mind was blown. I mean, I think Jed York was really just trolling everybody. He could not, I'm sure he was on Twitter just waiting for it to explode and just laughing. Right, right. And, and yeah, it, it was. And Twitter did explode. And yes. there was a lot of, of that kind of talk. And, I mean, we're, we're getting close to, to free agency time. You know, it's a, what, a little over a month away before that starts. And, and you know, just after the, the combine. And it, it, there's a lot coming. There's a lot coming our way. We got a long time until the draft. So there's a lot of time for, for Lynch to get more guys like Adam Peters in there and around him. You know, maybe maybe he, he becomes best friends with all of his scouts. You know, I mean, it, it's it's a smart thing for him to do to surround himself uh with smart people. And, and I, I feel like he, he's going to do that. So th- that's taking shape. The front office, Kyle Shanahan, head coach, the next really big hire is defensive coordinator. So that's, and that's going to make or break a lot. That that's really important hire. So, um, so far I'm okay with what's going on uh, this off season and the DC is going to be the next, the next big domino to fall. I don't know if we'll hear about that this week, or we're going to have to wait until Kyle Shanahan's brought in, and then he officially hires the rest of his coaching staff. But uh, let's actually hear from Kyle Shanahan. Uh, he was at the podium for Super Bowl stuff, and uh, he talked about roster control and who's got the 90, who's got the 53, and if it matters. 
Yeah, all that stuff to me is just semantics. You know, that's, you know, you, you never want to make decisions by yourself. You want to make decisions with a group. Um, no one has the time or energy to just know everything. People have certain areas of expertise. Um, you're looking for guys who spit work all year round at finding players and stuff, just like we work all year round at looking at X's and O's and trying to study your own team. And you got to depend on those guys. And it's always a work in progress. There's got to be a lot of dialogue. You got to work with a lot of people together, but you're always trying to get to the same goal. And that's what, what players are going to help you win a championship. And um, people aren't always are, people aren't always going to agree. Uh, there's going to be disagreements and stuff, but when you're working with people whose intent is the same as yours, um, it's, it's fun to have disagreements because you both get better from them. Again, everything you want to hear from someone who, you know, had all the power in the world to have all the control he wanted over roster stuff. It sounds like he legitimately wants to work with somebody and he legitimately wants to work with John Lynch and vice versa. And so on the surface, it sounds like a couple of guys that that might be able to mesh well. And that's good news for 49ers fans. Yeah, they're, they're saying everything you want to hear. And uh, right now, everything is is headed in the right direction. 49er fans, you know, it's got that whole, can't get any worse, right? Uh, this has got to be a good hire. Uh, so let's bring in uh, let's bring in the Bay Area sports guy. All right. He, if you love Bay Area sports, you probably already follow this guy. If you don't, you're crazy. At BA Sports Guy, check out the website, bayareasportsguy.com. It is the Bay Area sports guy, Steve Berman. Thanks for joining us, Steve. Thanks for having me on, guys. Always like to uh, be on your show. Yeah, man, it's uh, kind of exciting times, kind of nervous times here for 49er fans. Uh, what do you think of this John Lynch hire? The John Lynch hire? Uh, I guess <laughs> I don't really know what to think other than just I always get John Lynch and Moose Johnson confused on the Fox telecast. I'm like, <laughs> which sort of like military-looking white guy, former player, is talking at me right now? But uh, I think Lynch is is – at least it's, a, it's an interesting move just because he has no personnel experience. I, I was listening to Michael Lombardi on Bill Simmons podcast today, and, and he was kind of grousing about a little bit saying that it's, a, it's sort of a, a slap in the face to personnel people because there's a lot that former players don't know, but it's pretty obvious at this point that Kyle Shanahan is running the show. And I think this is really just sort of another, I guess, indication that Shanahan is going to run the roster. And I think Lynch is obviously, a, you know, he's a smart guy. He's able to parlay his playing career into a long announcing career, and he went to Stanford. He's, he has experience with the Shanahan's, with Bill Walsh. So, really, at this point, I think it's all about what Shanahan brings to the table from a coaching and personal perspective, and we'll see if Lynch can, can add much. But I don't really know how much titles really matter with the 49ers at this point. You know, Jed York is title, he's the title CEO. He called himself the owner. Prague had his title changed uh, last year, but he still has all the same responsibilities. Al Guido is their president, but he really just makes sure that Levi Stadium is making money uh, here now and in the future. So I don't really know exactly what Lynch will do, but I don't see it as a bad thing at this point. I, I feel like myself, I, I, I think I've complained a lot about the 49ers or made fun of them, but you know, Kyle Shanahan's the guy I said they should hire and they did. So uh at this yeah. point, I think we have to give them the benefit of the doubt, at least for a little while. Yeah, you talked about titles, and you know, just from an outsider's perspective, it, it does sort of appeal appear like John Lynch is more more of a of a president sort of position, kind of like a John Elway thing. And now they bring in Adam Peters, vice president, player personnel. I mean, is, is do you think Lynch is is kind of a, a figurehead, or do you think that he's actually 
you know, going to be in the war room, really just uh, trying to call the shots. Well, I, I think that they've really changed the GM position here because I think Trent Valky was doing not the bulk of the scouting, but he was doing a lot of on the ground scouting himself. And you know, I think Jen Prague might have wanted to go in a different direction a little bit. I'm sure Lynch will will watch video and and have his thoughts on players as well, both in the draft and in free agency. But I think Peters' his responsibilities have been mostly college scouting related. And Lynch, I think, is probably there to along with sort of, I guess, foster and maybe add some input into the overall vision of the team. And I, I really don't see anything wrong with that. I, I thought that they should have done that already with, you know, someone to voice ideas off of and someone to have a vision. I think it's going to be Kyle Shanahan's vision more than John Lynch's vision. But, you know, everyone looked at, okay, well, why don't they have a Carmen policy? Why don't they have a John McVay? Lynch is obviously a lot younger than those guys and not someone you'd think of in that role. But, you know, maybe that's sort of what he's there for is to, to sort of provide that voice to almost be like a young version of Jerry West. It, it, I don't, again, I don't really know if GM is actually like a real accurate in terms of what that title is meant to, to teams and fans in every sports league in North America for years and years. I, I don't know if the Niners are going at it a little bit different way. And, and I think with Shanahan, Seemingly having probably final say on the roster, it, it, will, it does remain to be seen what Lynch's role will be at this team. Yeah, I don't know if, if Jed York sort of stumbled into this or uh, if it was something they wanted to do all along. It sounded like Jed did not want this sort of situation, but to me it looks like they got a two-for-one here. What, what people thought was going to be the GM, they actually turned out to be John Lynch combined with Adam Peters. Do you see it that way? Definitely. I think, I think Peter seems like a guy that makes a lot of sense here. The, the Broncos ties are, are pretty strong with, you know, Lynch going, playing with the Broncos and, and being experienced with the Shanahan's there. And back in, I think from 04 to 07, he was, he was playing under Mike Shanahan. And obviously I think the 49ers have respect for what the Broncos do. I mean, Trent Baalke actually might end up with the Broncos at some point in some capacity too. He, he has a pretty good relationship with Elway. So I think it is kind of maybe a two-for-one deal here. Again, vice president of player personnel, what does that really mean? What does Tom Gamble have? What role will he play, if any? Will Tom Gamble even remain with the team for much longer? I don't know, but it is interesting. I know that I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I've definitely been pretty hard on this team, and I've made fun of them quite a bit over the last few years, and really I kind of feel like it's our right to. I mean, as fans, I think you should, uh, you know, you, and, and even people who come to the team pretty closely, you shouldn't get too down. I mean, it's, you know, it, be excited when they win and really happy when they win. And then when they're bad, you make fun of them and get pleasure that way, as opposed to just being <laughs> down in the dumps and having it ruin your life. I think the pain should be felt by the guys who are making millions of dollars or billions of dollars on these teams. And the fans should have that perspective and, and even some of the writers themselves. But in this case, like, I know it's sort of tempting to go, okay, how the hell did they end up with John Lynch? They had a bunch of guys turn him down. I've called that out several times. Other people have as well. A bunch of guys who were supposedly favorites to get the job said no. Some people didn't even want to interview, like Chris Ballard and, and Nick Casario. But it, it, it's almost like, all right, well, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter how they got to this point if they got the right guy and the right guy being Shanahan. Because I, I, I thought Kyle Shanahan was the guy. I called for them to hire Kyle Shanahan back in November. 
So, yeah, I mean, it seemed like they were kind of blindfolded and running into things as they went through the search. But they ended up, uh, you know, actually getting to their goal. You know, maybe Josh McDaniels would be a better choice. I'm not sure he would be. I think Shanahan's a great choice, at least based off of what I've seen him do with, with Kirk Cousins and Matt Ryan. And I think that's what the 49ers need. So, hey, it, maybe it's weird and the 49ers are an odd organization. But if they hit this one out of the park, then it doesn't really matter. I absolutely agree that it was it was Shanahan was a great choice, and if they nailed that, then they nailed this whole thing. And you mentioned Trent Baalke, and it's funny, Baalke could end up with the Broncos replacing Peters, and Chip Kelly could end up in Atlanta replacing Kyle Shanahan. And speaking yeah. of Trent Baalke, I mean, how much of this was Jed York wanting a guy who can stand at the podium, considering Jed and Trent never wanted to? Guaranteed that had a huge part to do with it. I, I think the main thing was that Kyle Shanahan went to York and said, this is the guy that I want. It, it sounds like that was the endorsement. I listened to, I, I was listening to a lot of podcasts today. I listened to Mayoko's podcast, which was actually more of a sort of just a, a clips of media day interviews in a group setting with Kyle Shanahan. But the he, he pretty much everything Shanahan said was in there. It sounded like Shanahan was really high on Lynch. And what Jed said in the beginning was that they wanted a GM and a coach to be paired together. Now, to your question, I thought about that too. I mean, what's the, I, I just read, I didn't listen to the, the first conference call. I just read, you know, not even all of the transcript, just some of it, but it, it's just plain to see. It's just obvious. I mean, Balky is a guy who is from sort of the Bill Parcells school of, you know, I, I'm not going to waste my time, you know, dealing with stupid questions and stupid people if I don't have to, but at least Parcells had a little bit more personality. I mean, Balky really is just kind of a, an odd guy and that to have that high profile of position. And he was obviously uncomfortable speaking and John Lynch is like the total opposite. So John Lynch can, can spin a yarn. John Lynch is a guy obviously who impresses people quite a bit. I mean, even though I, I put this, this story in from what Jay Glazer said about drinking 34 Mai Tais and setting the record of the pro bowl, yes. you know, <laughs> in there just for comic effect. I mean, it was a pretty funny story, but, but Jay Glazer wasn't talking about him like he was some sort of uh, problem drinker. John Lynch sounds like a guy who's almost like a sort of like a Navy SEAL type of image throughout the NFL where he, you know, people just think of him as a, as a giant personality. And it sounds like he's able to, uh, he's obviously able to interview really well because he went from uh, being a candidate no one talked to to staying the night at Jay York's house and getting hired a couple <laughs> days later. You know, uh, you, you mentioned Kyle Shanahan is the, you know, could be the, the home run, could be the answer. You wanted him. We wanted him. You know, he, he seems like like the, the right choice for this franchise. But really, how much can we trust a guy who can't even keep track of his backpack? <laughs> With the Super Bowl playbook <laughs> the in it. story ever because I know Art Spander. I mean, I've sat next to Art Spander a couple minor games, a ton of Giants games. And Art Spander is, is pretty much like the sports writer's, like, great grandpa or grandpa and he, he's a wealth of knowledge he's been around forever he's been to like 90 rose bowls and but he and he and he'll sit in the press box and he'll talk your ear off i mean I, you probably heard him on the radio through through the years you know and and art oh, yeah. is art and so the fact that art spander was the guy who grabbed the wrong backpack <laughs> had it for a half hour caused total chaos probably caused kyle shanahan to lose like a year off his life due to anxiety thinking that he he just uh, gave his game plan to Bill Belichick, in effect. Any other reporter who had this story, I mean, I tweeted this today, any other reporter who said that they, they 
mistakenly picked up his backpack, I would say, yeah, right. What did Belichick pay you? But Art Spander, I believe 100%. And only Art would be the guy who would, who would do this. I don't know how the Shanahan's backpack was in the mix with all the other backpacks. And this kind of a little questionable on Kyle's part that he's not hiding his stuff better. Maybe, you know, leave it in the hotel room and in the safe. But still, it's right. just a funny yeah. story. It's one of those Super Bowl stories during the week when everyone's looking for one. And, and that was a pretty good one. No doubt. That one cracked me up. I, that Super Bowl playbook, I mean, that's got to be in some, of you know, retina scan chamber in your backpack, <laughs> yeah. just sitting there on the ground in front of everybody. That's yeah, I insane. Mean, I, I feel weird leaving my computer in my backpack when I go to a media event and everyone kind of leaves their stuff somewhere. You know, I, I go to like a Warriors practice and I leave my backpack, you know, off to the side. And I, I sometimes I'm like, you know, is, is that the best idea? What if someone picks it up that I don't know and I just never see them and I, my computer's gone, and, and what am I going to do? And, and, and my computer, I mean, yeah, you know, you don't want to lose a MacBook, but <laughs> the Super Bowl playbook is potentially right. worth, you know, it's like priceless. You know, if you win the Super Bowl, it, it changes everyone's life. And if you give your, your playbook away to the most conniving coach in coaching history, <laughs> then, yeah, you're probably uh, going to regret that moment for the rest of your life. So all's well that ends well there, but. Yeah, pretty amazing. I'm sure he's going to keep better eye on his stuff from now on. So when it comes to the contract, the first thing that jumped out was the six years thing. Not only was the uh, hiring unprecedented for someone who's never worked in a front office, but the six years thing, and it sounded like Jed and Prague were trying to make a statement, but it's like, dude, you've just fired two guys in a row after one year con- after one year as head coaches, one year is a long time. So saying something like six years, a six-year contract, really means nothing to me. If you had to name the over-under on that combined 12 years from John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, how many of those actually get paid out with them working for the team? <laughs> well, I, I would say I, I would put the over-under at 10 combined, you know, if you add the two together. I just feel at this point they have been – they wouldn't admit this to you, but I think the Yorks and Prague have been humbled – by what's gone on because obviously it's been a total disaster. They put their money on Balky instead of Jim Harbaugh, and that obviously didn't go well. They went with Tom Sula, someone no one else would have hired. You know, on and on and on. We we know the history of the recent history of this team, and really that's what you had. They had to pay that extra year just because of how they've been. I mean, no team has had three coaches in three years. I think in the entire NFL's history. So when you do that and you're looked at by other coaches and other GMs other executives as a place that's tumultuous and if bad things happen, you'll get blamed and you'll get axed that quickly. Then you have to kind of look at it and say, okay, well, we'll probably have to overpay, which I believe is probably what's going to happen here, at least in the case of Shanahan. But also, you know, the team is terrible. <laughs> the roster is, is the worst in the NFL, I would say. I, w- I would actually put the Browns roster at the end of the year over the 49ers roster, at least, you know, in terms of potential for the future. And the 49ers are so far behind. So it's smart for them to just actually admit it to themselves. We are bad. This is going to take a long time. We're not getting to the Super Bowl. We're not going to win Super Bowls and put up Super Bowl banners like we talked about anytime soon. So let's actually do a real rebuilding process from the ground up and uh, do it correctly so, I mean, that's why, I mean, I don't know if you guys are going to ask about, you know, what are you going to do in the draft of quarterbacks, but you know, I, that's what I would say. Unless Shanahan, you know, Trubisky or Watson or, or Kaiser, I would say just draft the best guy available, wait till next year when the quarterback crop is much better, 
and you know don't like rush in and say, oh, we have to get the quarterback in the future right now because the rest of the team isn't really worth anything anyway. And if you pick the wrong quarterback, you draft a quarterback who's no good with your number two overall pick, and that's going to set the franchise back another five years. So, yeah, at this point, give these guys the keys, let them drive for several years and get out of the way. Yeah, you know, Steve, one more before we, we let you get out of here. You mentioned, you know, hey, what are they going to do in the draft? But you, you also mentioned uh, having to overpay and, and kind of add that extra year for, for Shanahan, for Lynch. Are the 49ers going to have to do that for free agency as well? I mean, this team you mentioned is depleted. There's there's no talent there. So who's going to want to come to this football team? Yeah, 100%. I mean, we saw it you know, with the Raiders. The Raiders had to give some contracts to – to veterans who wouldn't wouldn't have gotten them from other teams and McKenzie did a good job of giving short-term deals but they had to spend the money and no one really wanted to come and then once their car came it was an established quarterback as a guy who's going to be leading this team to the playoffs and, and obviously really good all of a sudden free agents wanted to come there you know the, the Niners wanted Sean Smith too and Sean Smith after signing the Raiders said well you know they have a good quarterback situation here and you know what goes unsaid was the 49ers are going into next year, into the last season with Blaine Gabbard as the starter. So <laughs> it, it, with, with that, all that said, if, if Lynch, I would say Lynch and Shanahan, probably a little bit better recruiters than Balky, who's just sort of terse and weird, and Chip Kelly, who is coming off of rumors, either unfounded or not, of being slightly racist. <laughs> it's not really something that's good right. around the league when you're signing for age, trying to get free agents to come and, people think that you're a bigger fan of Riley Cooper than Deshaun Jackson for reasons other than football. So yeah, not a good look. at least Shanahan, I think, and Lynch especially are guys who could really, I mean, that's why I say Lynch could sort of be that Jerry West type because he's got gravitas. He's a guy who's played and he's a guy with personality. You're not going to like just ignore what he's saying. So in that case, they might be able to, to help themselves there, but still, you know, with, with the taxes, what they are with a team looking the way it is, and with the quarterback situation really unfigured out at this point, they're going to have to overpay to get some guys to come in. And, you know, really they're going to, you know, have to do that just to actually put a, a halfway decent team on the field because you can't just say, all right, we're just going to draft some guys and sign, you know, a couple lower tier free agents and call an off season like they did last year. Follow him on Twitter at BA Sports Guy. He's got gravitas. Steve Berman, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Steve. Of course. Thanks, guys. All right. I was great to talk to Steve Berman, the Bay Area Sports Guy. And he, he mentioned quarterbacks there and, and maybe passing on some guys in the draft to try to draft best player available. And I am totally on board with that. But then there's a question about do you bring in a veteran quarterback? And it was reported today that the Browns are really interested in trading for Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's had some rumored ties to the 49ers as well. Um, and, of course, there's Kirk Cousins. I mean, Pats are asking for a first and fourth round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, how much are you willing to trade for for one of these veteran QBs? Uh, for for Garoppolo, I, I wouldn't give up a first round for him. You know, I just yeah, I don't either. see the future there. He looked, he looked okay, you know, when he filled in for Tom Brady last year. But was that him or was it the Bill Belichick system? You know, it's... It's really tough to say. I mean, there's Brian Hoyer out there. You know, there's there's all kinds. Of, you know, is, is Fitzpatrick going to be around? I mean, none of these guys really jump off the page at you and say, yeah, this is the guy you're going to need to get. Kirk Cousins, obviously, he's going to get franchised if they can't work out a long deal. And and if I 
seeing this correctly or, or remembering this correctly, it's uh, it's they got to give up two first round picks to go after a guy that's been franchise tagged. Yeah, depending on what kind of tag he gets, but then you can also negotiate that too because I mean, if the yeah, Browns, I, I can't see Washington getting rid of. Yeah, him. I mean, if Washington is uh, is legitimately trying to trade him, they're not gonna. You know, they'll take whatever, a first and a second or two seconds or, we'll, right. you know, you can negotiate that. But if you just signed a guy who has a franchise tag and didn't negotiate with the other team, then, then you would have to give up those two firsts. Uh, but that's not yeah, even I just, something that would happen, I don't think. But and look, we start talking about first round pick. The 49ers have the second pick in the draft. So no right. chance. I mean, I, I understand Bill Belichick's going to ask a first and a fourth for Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, but that's a hard pass. I mean, that's an easy no. But. You know, he starts there. That's fine. We say, okay, you know, how about a third rounder? Eh, no, how about, okay, how about a pick that's two picks away from a first round pick? You know, that's, I, if it did happen, I would imagine it would be the second pick in the second round that would be traded there. And I'm not even super pumped to give that up right. for Jimmy Garoppolo just because there's no guarantees there. And, you know, he didn't play. He, he's not the type of guy who's going to put his team on his back. And you've got to build a team around these guys. So, you know, save those high picks, man. You can turn high picks into more high picks. Uh, rather than losing him, I'd be much more excited on Kirk Cousins. And the Kirk Cousins thing is the only the only way I th- could see that happening is, you know, it's obviously not going to be a situation what we just talked about where you give up, you just sign him after he's already signed his, uh, after he's already gotten the franchise tag and give up two first right. round picks. I mean, no way. But what you could do is, is it would have to be up to, because Cousins wants a long-term deal. So if Washington doesn't sign him to a long-term deal, and if I'm not mistaken, they can't franchise tag him again next year. So right. they would know for sure they're losing him if they do franchise tag him. And I think Cousins could, at that point, would be playing hardball. And he'd be like, well, I'm not even going to sign your franchise tag. Screw that. you know. So it would be a situation where they're forced to take less and start talking trade. And then in that situation, Cousins might make sense. You also have to you know, factor in you're giving him a whole bunch of money, too, to sign this guy. So um, that would be the only way I could see Cousins coming on board. And now with Garoppolo, you're talking about the Browns being involved. The Browns have obviously the first pick in the second round, so they can one-up the 49ers there if they are willing to give up that second rounder. They also have the 12th pick in the first round on top of the number one pick in the draft. So the Browns have all kinds of ammo. If they want a guy, they can go get him. Yeah, and, and you know, it's Shanahan obviously worked with Cousins. You know, there, there's a lot of good stuff going on there. And, and you mentioned, you know, he'd, he'd have to be given a lot of money. Well, the 49ers have a lot of money. <laughs> they have so much cap room to to play with, and, and they have a lot of draft picks too. And I mean, he, he's not a young guy, and the 49ers aren't going to make the playoffs this upcoming season. So do you know, do you, I don't think it makes much sense uh, making a move like that. Right. It would have to be the, the it would have to be the right move. It would have to be the for the right price. And if you're talking about a bidding war, then that's obviously not going to be the right price. Right. Um, let's get a quick mailbag here before we go. We have a, a few Twitter questions. One was uh, from. One of our favorite Twitterers, one of our uh, our best listeners and our, our most uh, – he's a weirdo, I guess is the best way to put it because <laughs> he likes to we call – our weirdos. When we had a phone line, he would call in and do WWF rants to us. But this is from Twitter user Phenopolot. He says, Winky P does the Lynch-Kyle Shanahan combo change 49er perception around the league. Will free agents look at the 49ers as a desirable location? You kind of touched on that with Steve Berman. Um I don't know. What, what do you think the image is for the 49ers right now versus, you know, last year, the last few years? Obviously, uh, these hires are, are going to bring it up. But to where? I mean, who knows? You know, where where it was at the end of the season, you know, 
It was down there with the Browns. And anytime you're comparing yourselves to the Cleveland Browns, it's not a good thing. Uh, but obviously, John Lynch, football guy. People love him. He he can, like a sports guy said, you know, he, he can spin a yarn. Uh, and Kyle Shanahan is such a great offensive mind, what he did in Washington and then in Atlanta. I mean, there, there's a, obviously a huge ceiling there. So uh, it's going to depend a lot, I think, on who they bring in as a defensive coordinator as well. Um, but I mean, I'd say right now that they're definitely a better landing spot, but I still think that, that yeah, they're going to have to overpay to, to bring guys in. Yeah, I think the profile has improved as well, especially, and it d- depends on the free agent because uh, there's not many spots where you can tell a guy, hey, we're going to we're going to sign you and we want you to start. You know, if, if you sign a wide receiver and say, hey, you you have a chance to be the number one wide receiver here, you don't have that chance at a lot of other places. Uh, same with quarterback. I mean, you, Brian Hoyer, I think there's, I just, was tweeting to Chris Biederman earlier on Twitter. He was asking about what quarterback's going to come to the 49ers. And I was saying, 1,000% chance Brian Hoyer comes to the 49ers. Where else is Brian Hoyer going to be able to play for a coach he's played well with before, like Shanahan, and that he has a chance that he might even be week one starter if the 49ers draft a young rookie and he would be the veteran stopgap guy, right? So those are just like really easy ones where, yeah, the 49ers look great to some of those players where they have a chance to play more here than they would in another place. Um, and then obviously the 49ers have a whole bunch of money, which also helps when you're talking about free agency. You know, you, you mentioned Brian Hoyer, and I just feel like he's that guy that every time he starts playing well, he gets hurt. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, there well, it goes, dude. <laughs> and, and ultimately, you wouldn't want him to be playing for long anyway, so maybe that right. injury is what puts that rookie in, and then you're off and running. But There you um, go. He's the perfect stopgap. <laughs> exactly. All right, here's another question. This is from Kruger, a communicative guy. It's comfortable with the media, a clear speaking face of the franchise. He says, uh, this has been missing since Mooch. We also talked uh, talked about this a little bit. Um, Mooch, I didn't really think about Mooch, but uh, yeah, he's the last guy that was like really good for the camera. It's been right. involved with the 49ers. And that was a long time ago. Yeah, Erickson, not so good. Uh, Nolan, no, he he always seemed a bit yeah, awkward there. Guess... Not, not much like a leader. Singletary, obviously, you know. He just seemed like he was too intense. Yeah, he was too that intense. Guy scared the pants off me. Yeah, I guess Nolan was kind of that guy. He was pretty good with the media. Um, and Jim Harbaugh was weird and standoffish sometimes, but it was also entertaining. Super entertaining. So it was kind of like both sides. It was kind of like weird, and sometimes you could t- couldn't tell if he was angry. He was almost like in a f- verbal altercation with with the press, but it was also like at the end everyone kind of laughed about it. Right, right. There's something to be said though for. For someone that has a little bit of that, you know, you, sure. gravitas was the word we threw around earlier. I, I think it does take a little bit of that. I mean, if you're going to get people to follow you, if you want to be a leader, you're going to have to have a little bit of that. So I don't mind seeing some of that in a, in a coach, in a, in, in a GM. So, yeah, I'm on board with that, that, that kind of a person. When, and we didn't have it in Trent Baalke, and that was obviously a problem. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, this – and we talked about it a lot last year is, is there, was, there wasn't a whole lot of hope as a 49er fan at week in and week out. And I feel like these hires, these, these definitely give the 49ers some hope and they've got all that money to spend and they've got great draft picks and you know, there, there's some hope. And this is the first time in a while too, going into the season. I haven't been like, Oh man, the offensive line needs a complete overhaul. I mean, it's not a great offensive line, but to me that, that seems like the one spot that doesn't necessarily need to be addressed immediately. Whereas pretty much every other position does. Yeah, the offensive line has come a long way from where we were last year at this time. 
And I think you're right. I think you've got a starting five that's kind of in place there that you're okay with. You're going to still try to add depth. You might try to improve sure. some spots. Um, and there's some young defensive talent. One thing Balky has been addressing is early round picks on defenders. And so uh, that's that's something that you can hopefully lean on and then plug some of those other holes, especially up the middle. Probably be looking at nose tackle, middle linebacker uh, in the draft and in free agency on defense. But I don't think the defense is that far away. You know, assuming everyone develops as as they should, and, and you know who knows who that defensive coordinator is going to be. That's still a huge hire. Um, but let's move on to the last question here. Marco's asking about the draft. He says, "Are you planning to put together a rank of the best prospects this season?" I'd love to see that. Of course, I'm going to be all over that. And just to touch on it real quick before we go, let me give you a little quick taste of uh, my Ooh. top. Well, let's go my top ten for the 49ers big board right now. And really, I like it. It's Miles Garrett. We've, I've been talking about him all season. It's 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 an easy pick, and I'm pretty sure the Browns are going to take him number one because they have other picks and other options to try to find a quarterback. Miles Garrett, number one. So that would put us at just a, a group of guys that it's there's not much separation. And that's including two quarterbacks, Mitch Trubisky and Deshaun Watson. I'm not as big of a fan of Deshaun Kaiser, so he's not in that top ten. You've got Ruben Foster, who I love, inside linebacker from Alabama, Jonathan Allen, a defensive end from Alabama, who would probably not, I mean, he's ranked high, but he probably wouldn't be a fit for the 49ers just because they've already drafted a 290-pound lineman two years straight. And so they just, you know, if there's a position they don't really need to address, it's that defensive end in a 3-4, which is what Jonathan Allen will probably be playing. Uh, Two wide receivers I love. For me, they're neck and neck right now. Corey Davis, wide receiver out of Western Michigan, and Mike Williams, who we all saw in the national title game for Clemson. Uh, you've got Leonard Fournette, who's probably, I mean, he's probably, you know, the 49ers aren't going to draft a running back in the top 10. So, I mean, right. as, as much as he deserves to go high, Leonard Fournette probably not going to be a 49er. Jamal Adams, his teammate at LSU is safety, who's just all around. He's amazing. He's a beast. Again, safety, probably not the highest priority for the 49ers. Solomon Thomas, defensive end from Stanford. And O.J. Howard, tight end from Alabama. Third Alabama guy here in this top 12. That I love. Another running back to round out the top 12, Dalvin Cook. He's more explosive than Fournette, not quite the size there from Florida State. Uh, so that's what you're looking at. And those are, I stopped at 12 because I think there might be some separation there. But, you know, those guys are all very close at this point. There's a long way to go. But those are the guys I'm looking at. 49ers do have some room to move down and get a very good player. And some of those players are going to go uh, well after the, the top 10. But that's just my 49ers NFL draft big board as of today. I like it. Yeah, I, uh, we need to write those down. You keep track of those. We'll see uh, where they are maybe in a couple weeks. Uh, yeah, and uh, as free agency gets a little bit closer, Super Bowl coming up. That should be fun. Who you got? Who you got in the game? Oh, man, I think I'm going to go with the underdog in the Atlanta Falcons just because I love the underdog, and I love what the Falcons are doing. The Falcons are blowing people out of the water, and until the Steelers, the Patriots hadn't played you know, they hadn't played. I mean, they played the 49ers. They played the Rams. They played They played one of the easiest <laughs> schedules in the NFL. Um, I, I'm really excited to see this game because I think it's going to be I think it's going to be awesome. I think they're two really good offenses, two really good defenses. Um, usually the defensive team beats the offensive team with the exception of, I think, the last time the number one offense faced the number one defense in the league. The last time that the offense won was the 49ers in 94. So. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Usually the defense so wins Patriots those Patriots are going to win then. Right, so the Patriots, and that's why they're favored, but I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go Falcons. I'm going to go with our boy, Kyle Shanahan. I like it. What about you? 
I think the Patriots are going to do it. I yeah. just I can never bet against Brady and Belichick. Uh, and you mentioned, you know, number one defense. How can you go against it? I, I you know, I, I root for Shanahan. I'm going to be rooting for the Falcons. I, my brain is just saying, you know, Patriots all the way. It's still hard for me to root for the Falcons due to the, the dirty bird thing from from way back when. <laughs> yeah, they showed a little clip of that, too. Last last week during their game, during the <laughs> NFC Championship game, and I was like, oh, that damn dance. Ugh. Well, now we have to factor in that the Patriots have the Falcons playbook, so. Right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Shanahan. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Let's get out of here. We will uh, be back at you here in a couple weeks post-Super Bowl, talk some more draft, and uh, once this uh, the hiring process is finally finished, we got Shanahan coming in and that defensive coordinator, big hire, excited to find out who that name is. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Steve Berman, Bay Area Sports Guy, for coming on and and chatting today with us. Follow us on Twitter, at Bay Area Wink, at BD Peacock, iTunes, subscribe, review the show, email goldfaithful49 at gmail.com, and we will talk to you next time. See you.